Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. Using JWST to stare at some of the earliest parts of our universe. Now the James Webb Space Telescope has already started to produce some fantastic results. Not just the beautiful images that you may have seen, researchers are starting to look at some of the earliest parts of our universe, understanding what is happening right after the Big Bang in the cosmic dawn, and also in the mid-period, the cosmic noon. combination of stars building up into a galaxy is one of those images that we can all picture in our minds. But the thing is, that spiral galaxy image you're probably imagining in your mind when you think of the Milky Way is probably not something that researchers really understand super well. The thing is, spiral galaxies are spectacular and they're beautiful, but there's a lot of spiral galaxies in the distant regions of the universe. But how they got there, how they formed, and what's going on in their shape and size is really hard to study. Or at least, it has been. Whilst we've been able to get images with the Spitzer Space Telescope or the venerable Hubble, they don't have a lot of actual information that we can use to study them in detail. They have limited spatial resolution and or sensitivity in their instruments that make it really difficult for researchers to build a good model and understanding of their form, function, and structure. That is important to understanding how these venerable star homes are formed, born, and die. And it's important because, well, we live in a spiral galaxy for one thing, but they're also really cool. And researchers have been trying to understand these in more detail. But you need the right instruments. And fortunately, the newly launched and active James Webb Space Telescope, the JWST, has given researchers actually not only more pictures and the ability to see further and more clearly, but actually gives a lot more information. And in particular, it gives researchers the ability to look at some details that weren't possible to be seen before. Researchers from Vasada University in Japan have just published in the Astrophysical Journal Letters an outline on how they can use this to study red spiral galaxies. The most extremely red galaxies that we can see, RS-13 and RS-14. Red spiral, that's where the RS comes from. Now, researchers included Yoshinobu Fudamoto, Professor Akio Inoue, and Dr. Yuma Sugihara. Now, they worked together with the early data from the JWST, including its spectral energy distribution, SED analysis. Now, this gives a wide range of spectral analysis over a lot of different wavelengths, And this is focusing on two little pockets of sky where these galaxies are found. Now, what the SED analysis revealed is that these red spiral galaxies belong to a certain part of the early universe. It's a period of time that astrophysicists call the cosmic noon. It's around 8 to 10 billion years ago, which is after the cosmic dawn, the Big Bang period, and by the time when which things have actually formed enough to actually end up with enough stars to create a galaxy. Now, these are some of the furthest known spiral galaxies that researchers have been managing to see to date. And in space terms, in Eastern astronomy terms, the further away something is, it actually also means the older it is because light takes time to travel. So if we're seeing something now really, really far away, well, that helps us understand when that light must have left to start that journey. 
So in astronomy terms, further away generally means older. Now, these spiral galaxies, these red spiral galaxies, are pretty rare. And it's really interesting to see them really far away. Now, spiral galaxies like this are only around 2% of all galaxies that we can see in the local universe. It's hard to make conclusive statements about how many things are out there in the universe. But out of what we can see in the local region of the universe, we can see only around 2% of them being these red spirals. Now, having found these in the earliest or furthest regions of the universe suggests that such spiral galaxies existed maybe in larger numbers in the early universe than we what we see today. And what the researchers found by staring at this small fraction of the sky or this early universe with JWST is that RS14 is a special case of a spiral galaxy. It's actually passive. Now what that means in astronomical and astrophysics terms is that it's not forming any new stars. This is a spiral galaxy we would actually normally expect, especially in the early universe, to be all creating stars left, right and centre. But actually, this one has created all its stars and is now in its passive phase, its ramp down phase. And the detection of an actual passive spiral galaxy in this sort of limited snapshot that has been taken is pretty amazing because it suggests that there might be actually several of these passive galaxies out there in the earliest parts of the universe in large numbers, which would make sense, but would be a departure from what we know about what we can see in the early universe. Now, you have to remember that the JWST can only have a limited picture of the universe. The universe is way more expansive than that, so hard to make, you know, absolute statements about what's out there. But it's pretty significant because it shows that Early in our universe, we probably had a, a lot more of these red spiral galaxies, and that they would have been there for a while. By the time the cosmic noons come out, these galaxies would have existed for quite some time, which suggests that these galaxies were part of the earliest ones to form in our universe. This is some really interesting research using early results from the JWST, published in the Astrophysical Journal Letters from researchers by the Wasada University in Japan, including Gusunubu Fumoto, Akio Inoue, and Yuma Sugahara. So what if we wanted to see even earlier than the cosmic noon? Well, that would require looking back to some of the earliest points in our universe. And that's exactly what researchers have done using the JWST. They've turned its attention to some of the areas in and around what had been already observed by Hubble, this region of space called Hubble Space Telescope's Ultra Deep Field. Now, this region of space is known to be far enough away and far enough back that we get really, really early in the universe's history. And with JWST, you can actually look even deeper into that field with way more resolution than you would before. And what that actually means in a practical sense is that you can look to a period of time around 13.4 billion years ago. That is in cosmic dawn territory. We're talking here around 400 million years after the Big Bang. That is when the universe is only a fraction, 2% of its current age. That's amazingly early in the universe's history to be able to observe anything. Now, 
We have observed this region of space before using the Hubble Space Telescope, but it's incredibly faint, and as I mentioned before, Hubble had limitations on what it could see, which had been addressed in particularly in the design of the JWST. A lot of the instruments on board are specifically designed to undertake this kind of survey, such as the JWST Advanced Deep Extragalactic Survey Equipment, or JADES. Now, this used this region using James the Webb Telescope's NERCAM instrument, which was designed to pick up really faint measurements. Now, the research we're going to be talking about here is part of two papers, both of which have been presented at the Space Telescope Science Institute Conference in Baltimore, including research from Brent Robertson, a professor at UC Santa Cruz, along with researchers Emma Curtis Lake from University of Hertfordshire in the UK, and others involved in this program. Now, now when researchers talk about measuring distance in the to a galaxy, they normally do so by determining its red shift. Now, because the universe is expanding, distance objects appear to be receding away from us, and that result is actually, well, the light getting stretched in a similar way to you would hear sound changing as an ambulance or police car drives past you, you'll hear the pitch go from higher to lower. The same thing is happening as things getting further away from us and the stretch or pulling of light. It, it revolves actually the light getting redder and redder. Basically, the light gets longer and redder wavelengths due to it's literally the same effect, the Doppler effect. Now, if you use photometric techniques based on images, you can capture through different filters, you can get an estimate of that red shift. But if you really want to take a proper measurement, you need a spectroscope, which can separate the light out into all its component wavelengths. Now, this particular study looked at four galaxies with redshifts higher than 10. Now, the two galaxies originally observed by Hubble have had their redshifts confirmed at 10.38 and 11.58. They're pretty distant. Now, the two most Distant galaxies detected by JWST have redshifts of around 13.2 and 12.63, making them really, really far away. The most distant galaxies to be ever confirmed with a spacecraft to date. So when scientists calculate this redshift mechanism, those numbers and decimal places actually mean something really, really significant. They mean that the light that we're seeing here first left on its journey 13 billion years ago. In many ways, this is mind-boggling to think about, because at a red shift of 13, the universe is incredibly young. It's only around 325 million years old. Now, that's a big number, but in the scale of the universe, that is incredibly young. Things are only just starting to really coalesce into huge structures like galaxies. So this is really, really early in the cosmic dawn that we're looking at here. It shows the power of the JWST to actually get detailed information about some of the beginnings of our universe. Yes, of course, it's still 325 million years after the actual creation of the universe, as we can tell. But, you know, we're talking still about some of the first groupings of stars and galaxies being created. Now, this relied on the near-infrared cam, NERCAM, and the near-infrared spectroscopic NERSPEC instruments aboard the JWST. And this was all designed as part of the JADES Advanced Deep Extragalactic Survey program to use in a one-month period to capture a whole bunch of information about some of these known identified early regions of the universe. Now, of course, researchers can come back to these with more detail and more information later. But just in this quick one-month survey period, the JADES team observed the field of nine of the different 10 infrared wavelength ranges, capturing amazing images that revealed 100,000 
distant galaxies. Each of these galaxies are billions of light years away. And they found these basically at that edge point where we can no longer see it with visible light, but we can with infrared. That's that region that they're sort of hunting in. And then they can use the spectroscopy to get real detailed information about the light from these 250 or so really, really faint galaxies. This gave them the ability to, to calculate these super precise measurements of the red shift and, and thus the super precise measurements of their distance and thus their age. So in astronomy, it's all complicated. Everything in the end comes down to brightness and what makes up that light. But from this, we can learn all kinds of things. We can learn of the composition of those stars, what kind of stars we can expect to see in those galaxies, their sizes, because we know that certain types of light emitted or wavelengths we can see only get created from stars of certain sizes. We can then see the ages of galaxies relative to each other and what we can see here and we can also see how far away they are. So just from this information, this near-infrared camera and this spectrography, it enables researchers to look not in necessarily the visible spectrum, but in the really faintest of light that still can be caught and seen using near-infrared at different wavelength, but it helps us learn a lot about faint, faraway regions of the universe, and faraway meaning really early in the history of our universe. Now to put that into perspective, some of these galaxies that they're looking at here, they would have only started to form around 200 million years after the Big Bang. In a geological sense, 200 million years is not a long time. In a planetary or galactic sense, 200 million years is nothing. We're really talking about some of the earliest things to ever form that we've observed inside of our universe. So this is just the start of the JWST mission and one of the first major survey programs, JAGES, will keep going along with others to explore some of the furthest reaches of our universe. Great research with researchers from a large number of institutions including Robertson, Emma Curtis Lake and Sada Takela all working together as part of these JAGES program to study and analyse earliest results from the JWST mission as part of the JAGES program. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, Lagrange Point. Using the JWST, researchers are able to understand what was happening in some galaxies right at the very beginnings of the universe, plus also the cosmic nerd. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.